Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Here's hoping your Friday is going well. I've said it before. I'll continue to say it because I understand it. Friday doesn't mean the end of the work week for everyone. It doesn't. Doesn't even mean it for me. I'm got work tonight and tomorrow. Uh, I love calling Longhorn baseball, but it is my job. It is a profession, part of my job. So yes, uh, I am lo- looking forward to having a Sunday off. That'll be nice and. Being able to watch the PGA Championship, which, by the way, Bryson DeChambeau, who has yet to begin his second round, alone atop the leaderboard at minus four. At 300, Justin Rose, Corey Connors, and Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler has not begun his round. Neither has Connors. Rose at minus three through 11 holes of his round, playing the back nine first. We'll keep you updated on that. The question I posed in the uh, at the top of the program, because I, I said – I said that Rochester, New York, was the largest city that I had never visited. Uh, I am not correct on that, and as a result about that, I'm wrong. I have to apologize. It's not Rochester. I, I was I was skimming through it, uh, and again, and and I posed the question: What's the largest city? You have not visited, that does not include the big three, New York, L.A., Chicago, by population I'm talking about, nor does it include the big cities in Texas, you know, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Austin here. It does not include that. So it's rolling through the deal, and I'm so New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, Philadelphia, San Antonio, San Diego, Dallas, Austin, number 10 in the country, by the way, Jacksonville, Fort Worth, San Jose, Columbus, Charlotte, and, and it and – it, goes on and it goes on down and I was looking at, at the list and I was just I was rolling through this list and 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 I kept going through cities like Indianapolis, Seattle, San Francisco, Denver, Oklahoma City, El Paso, Nashville, Las Vegas, Washington, Memphis, Louisville, all of these I've either worked in uh, to call a game or driven through and stuff or spent a night in or whatever. Portland, Boston, Baltimore, Albuquerque, Aaron Hogan's uh, selection, by the way, number 31 in one uh, population listing, number 32 in the other. Milwaukee, Fresno, Tucson, Sacramento, Mesa, Arizona, Kansas City, Colorado Springs, Atlanta, Omaha, Raleigh, Virginia Beach, Long Beach, Miami, Oakland, Maya, uh, Minneapolis, uh, and, and goes all the way up. Bakersfield, Tulsa, Aurora, 
Colorado, Tampa, Wichita, Arlington, New Orleans, Cleveland, Anaheim, Honolulu, Henderson, Nevada, right outside of Las Vegas, Stockton, Riverside, Lexington, Kentucky, Corpus Christi, Irvine, California, a lot of suburban cities in there. My hometown of Greensboro, North Carolina, number 68 uh, on the list. So I was going all the way through this, and somehow I missed Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> At <laughs> number seventy-five, how could you miss Anchorage? Craig? I don't know. How could you? I, I I I think it's because Chandler, Arizona, and Gilbert, Arizona, each of whom are suburban cities, bedroom communities outside of Phoenix, flank Anchorage, and somehow I just went straight through it and on to then St. Louis and Chula Vista and Reno and Buffalo, Fort Wayne, Jersey City, Lubbock, Toledo, all of which I've been in, all the way down to one oh nine or one twelve, which is Rochester which is just behind McKinney, Texas, by the way, in terms of population. So all the other ones prior to that, uh, I've, I've visited except Anchorage, number 75. So there there you go. Uh, Anchorage, Alaska, the uh, largest city I have not visited. So uh, if you uh, if you have a city you haven't been, uh, tell us about it. Here's what I said in the Texas big cities. I've never stepped in dirt in El Paso, been to the airport. Doesn't count. We said that. Doesn't count. You had to step outside. Unlike Bizarro Dale Dudley, that does not count going out for a smoke. You know, you have to have to go out to either, you know, uh, go Step somewhere. On the soil. It. Yeah, yeah. Other than just to smoke a cigarette Throw a outside. Rock yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, anyway, uh, there's that. Uh, somebody said they need Craig versus a gator wrestling match. Nope, wouldn't happen. I would only step on the back of a gator like that other guy did uh, to save my dog. So, uh, there you go. Uh, and somebody said, Orca's been doing that for a few years now, these whales attacking the boats. Most believe it's due to overfishing, leaving less food for them. See, then they figure that out. Hey, uh, somebody wanting to let folks know, if you're going down into Hayes County and down beneath San Marcos on your way to San Antonio, uh, I-35 southbound closed at Center Point. It's down there by um, the outlet center. Traffic is at a standstill before San Marcos, so... Be careful. So uh, somebody asked about um, the theme songs for Inconceivable. The second one, it's all Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. All of that's Herb Alpert. So you can, if you, if you, you know, Apple Music, some of his greatest stuff, you'll see it. Uh, there's, uh, that's, that's what it all comes from is Herb Alpert. Um, okay, it's time now for our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, somebody on the Specs text line asked that said, Cam, how do I access your call of the Round Rock Westlake game? Because it's going to lead us. Right into that. Well, game two tonight, 731st pitch. You can listen on the Round Rock Dragon Mixler channel. So that's spelled M-I-X-L-R. So basically, just go to the Rock Hardball Twitter account if you want. Uh, that is a link Rock for Hardball? It. Yeah, Rock Hardball. Website will have it too. Or just uh, follow me, Cameron D. Parker, on Twitter. I'll put out a link as well. I know Westlake, uh, Joe Taylor, will have his broadcast on. Yesterday was NFHS Network. That was a video call that we did for Round Rock. So cool. Two different ways to uh, listen and watch. Okay. All right. Um, So 
uh, bring everybody up to speed. A great ball game last night. Unbelievable. Well, first off, you got to give it to the crowds. I mean, Coach Blair and Coach Carter talked about the, the opportunity that this series would present itself, you know, for the community, for, for both sides beyond the baseball diamond. Now, we talked about how Round Rock had their uh, spring practice football games going on at Dragon Stadium, which is directly adjacent to Dragon Diamond. So there was no parking. Uh, I was going to say, how they make that work? I, I don't really know how they did, um, but the, the crowd last night, unbelievable. I mean, there it was standing room only. They had people sitting or really standing on top of the Dragon Stadium bleachers peering over the field. I saw a shot of that. People yeah. were standing on the press box, and then there was trucks parked behind the outfield wall. There was a point in the game, Craig, where there were so many people. There was kids in right field trying to watch the game. The umpires stopped the game to yell at them because they were too close to the field to play. <laughs> and that kind of set the tone for, for a great game. Uh, Travis Sakura, a Texas signee, uh, latest mock draft I saw on MLB.com had him going 26th overall. He faced off against Chance Cover, a junior committed to Texas, and they had a, an old-fashioned pitching duel. Sakura went six innings, gave up just one run, eight strikeouts, and Chance Cover, he had that 12-6 curveball working. He went five and two-thirds, his longest postseason outing of the day. Had not, didn't allow a single run of three hits, in, in his game that he allowed, and then in the seventh inning, Round Rock finally broke through after Cade Weibel. He went one, two, three, the top of the seventh, but in the bottom of the seventh against Joe Sockwell, a Texas Tech commit, uh, Round Rock got two on with two outs, and then Hudson Ellis. I mean, he's been Mr. Clutch this postseason. He delivered the go-ahead RBI single against Buda Johnson in game two of the by district round in the area round. He put Round Rock ahead against Reagan in the first game, then last night delivered an RBI single to win it and to walk it off for Round Rock. So they take game one, Craig. I mentioned to you in the first hour of the mm -hmm. show, it feels like Westlake and Round Rock can't play a game unless it goes to extra ratings and they can't play, win a game unless it's a walk-off win. Yeah, must be. Uh, I, I guess it, so game two tonight. Over 1,000 people last night. That's the official attendance from uh, Jeff Andrew Wortha with Round Rock. Okay, game two tonight just down the street At Westlake. I'm Westlake. guessing we're going to have the same situation. If it goes to a third game tomorrow. Concordia University, 2 p.m. Okay. Lake Travis and Johnson. Yes. O.J. Gonzalez, a, an absolute gem. He was going up against, I believe, Barrett Johnson at San Antonio Johnson, who was a UTSA commit, a 6-1 record last year. But Gonzalez threw a no, or not, I'm supposed to say no hitter. Didn't allow a single run in that game. He had five strikeouts and got the win last night. Only eight hits allowed, but most importantly, Craig, Zero runs over seven innings with those five strikeouts. Uh, Hank Benny, Cole Johnson, Liam Richards all had a hit apiece. Lake Travis defensively had a great game. One, one, nothing. Wow. All right. So game two of that. That'll be, I believe tonight now, I know game three will be possibly at Tripping Springs. I think tonight is Northside yeah. ISD. And uh, yes, it is. So Northside ISD field number two, which is in San Antonio. That'll be a 7 p.m. first pitch tomorrow, 2 p.m. at Drift. 5A. You have the one game playoff tonight at Concordia. Yeah. Between Rouse and Cedar Park. One game takes it all. Rouse and Cedar Park. We talked about these two teams in the same district. Cedar Park 2-0 against Rouse this season in district play, but Raiders won the flip, decided to just play one game and put their ace, Colin Correjo, on the bump against Cedar Park. Not sure who will be starting for the Timberwolves tonight, but uh, Rouse trying to 
trying to take that third win after losing the first two and really pull off an upset here against a great Cedar Park team. So that'll be a fun one. Uh, the time for that, Craig, I believe that's in Concordia tonight. Um, I'll double check that to make sure, but I believe that Concordia said it's 7 p.m. first pitch at Concordia. Okay. All right. And then you have Georgetown. Yeah. Over in Mumford playing Le Montgomery Lake Creek. It was tied up going to the sixth inning, and then Wyatt Davis for Lake Creek kind of opened the scoring up. Uh, it would end up being a final score of 11 to 2. Six runs in that seventh for, for Lake Creek. A couple doubles by uh, Sam Lee and Luke Ectel. Uh, Samson Pugh had a big triple. Uh, and then Weston Moss for Lake Creek, six innings, five hits, and just two runs. Um, Ryan Lenninger, uh, he, he had a big night uh, on the mound, allowed four hits, five runs over those five innings. But uh, overall, Lake Creek just kind of picked it up the back end of the game. They won 11 to 2. So game two. Uh, tonight, I believe that's all at, at Mumford, right, Craig? Am I? That's correct. All, all three games all at, at Mumford. Mumford. So MJ at Hearn, 7 p.m. first pitch, and then of course game through them all also at Mumford, uh, 2 p.m. if necessary. I know there is some weather maybe coming in. I know there's Later some murmurs that maybe some of these games will be moved up. So just keep an eye out on uh, Twitter, social pages for whatever game you're listening or want to watch. Possibly just check out the baseball team's Twitter page just to make sure. Uh, if anything, it's moved up, but nothing officially has been moved up. Okay. All right. Uh, so there you are. And then uh, we'll update the softball uh, pairings. We need Don't to forget to Taylor. And uh, they, I start. Oh, yeah. Lest we forget. 5 nothing victory over Slato last night. Chris Perez didn't allow a single run against Slato, the Eagles. 5-0 uh, shutout victory for the Ducks. So they take game one and uh, game two, which will be tonight, I believe, 7 o'clock. First pitch, actually, sorry, five o'clock first pitch at Eastview. So uh, we have a couple go. Taylor Ducks texting in. Yes. Game one victory. Okay. All right. We will update the softball for you coming up in a few minutes, but we do need to take a break because when we come back, we're going to visit with Greg Swindell to uh, talk Longhorn baseball and the National College baseball scene when we continue with Life the Tower on the Horn, 1049 1019 AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life. Like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Light the tower here on the horn. Craig Way with you. And um, it was quite an effort there by uh, Lucas Gordon as he pitched seven shutout innings, scattering four hits, upping his record to six and one. Lucas Gordon, by the way, in case you're wanting to know, with the seven shutout innings last night, uh, ranks first in the Big 12 Conference. 
in ERA, 2.48. Second in innings pitch with 83 and a third. Uh, by the way, she's second to the guy who's going tonight for uh, West Virginia, Blaine Traxel, who's worked 94 and two-thirds. Uh, so Lucas is first in ERA, second in innings pitch, fourth in strikeouts with 85, and fifth in opposing team's batting average at 210. Pretty doggone good there for Lucas Gordon. A guy who was pretty doggone good pitcher joining us now as we get to our Longhorn Notebook here in the second hour here of the program. Longhorn Notebook. And, uh, of course, an All-American. His name is on the wall at UFC Dish Falk Field and in the bigs as well and world champion. Greg Swindell joins us now in the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Zeke, I appreciate the time. Uh, I it, when, when we were communicating this morning, you were talking about uh, being out for a walk. For folks who don't know, you don't exactly live in the greater Austin area, so it's a road trip for you to come to town, isn't it? It is. Uh, pretty much every week during the baseball season, just two hours up to 90. Yeah, I live in Cypress right outside of Houston, so it's an easy commute, but today was a perfect morning, and I, I don't usually get out and walk, but today I had to take advantage of this this morning and kind of overindulged. I went too far the other way and had to remember that I had to come back. It was, it was a long walk for me this morning. <laughs> I understand that. Um, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions about this series before we talk about, because I know you also keep up with the national scene as well. Um, first of all, uh, the, the importance of the Lucas Gordon start last night, not only uh, for the team and also for Lucas coming off two outings that weren't his better outings of the season, but also since we only saw Chase Loomis and then Max Grubbs out of the pen, how that sets up uh, the Longhorns for the other two games of this series against West Virginia tonight and tomorrow. Well, I think it's uh, huge. That's what you want your your Friday night guy, last night being a Thursday night, to, to go out and do. And I think Lucas knew his prior two starts weren't up to par for him. And he wanted to go out and, and prove to himself and his teammates and everyone that, that he's he's going to be that guy. And you can see it. You can see the emotion in him. I, lo- I love the swagger that he has when he's out there on the mound. He gets the fans going. Um, very, very animated. And that's when you know Lucas is out there having fun, throwing well. And um, just to use two relievers and two relievers that haven't been used too much in, in, in situations, um, Good for them to get out there and get a couple, you know, some some pitches in, but you didn't have to use your main guys coming out of the bullpen. And 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 now tonight with with LBJ going, he's he's thrown into the seventh inning. He's he's throwing the ball well. I think it's an important start for him tonight because can he continue to progress? Can he continue to stay on this path uh, of throwing, getting you deep into ball games? This is what Texas was wanting out of him, and this is what they're getting. So if they can get something from him tonight, six, seven innings um, against a, a good West Virginia team. Um, we know that Tanner Witt on, on Saturday is on a pitch count, so you, you never know how that's going to go. Uh, but Travis Staley behind him has been throwing well. So it, it's kind of setting up nicely for Texas. A lot has to go right in the next couple of days for them to, to be on top. But like Coach Pierce says, David says it all the time, they just want to play clean baseball, and, and if, if they do that, uh, and win games, that's good. But this is a, a perfect time of year for these guys to start playing really good. To borrow a phrase from your broadcast partner on LHN and when he's on the road with us working with me on Radio Keith Moreland, his phrase, on the back side of that, 
I want to ask you about uh, West Virginia. Now, uh, it, it really raised some eyebrows and had some people wondering when Ben Hampton did not start the regular Friday guy, and I know it was a day's less rest to go with, but also, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you and Keith, in visiting with Randy Maisie, didn't have the impression that there was anything physically wrong with Hampton. He just wanted to go that route with Carson Estridge, whom the Longhorns jumped all over. Was that was that the way you understood it in visiting with Coach Maisie? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, do they have to win all three games? No. Um, if they win the next two, uh, they're Big 12 champs, uh, regular season champs. So it's, um, uh, it's something where they're looking ahead, I believe, to, to next week. And to keep Ben Hampton on, on the schedule um, is probably important to them. But if, if they lose tonight, don't be surprised if Ben Hampton's out there tomorrow because they're going to have to win one game uh, here in Austin. But uh, Ben Hampton, nothing wrong with him. And I was very surprised when I saw it, too, because Ben Hampton's pitched well against Texas in his career at West Virginia. So um, they're putting a lot on the shoulders of Traxel uh, tonight. But he's, he's lived up to it all year for West Virginia, and he's, he's a, a horse. He's going to give you innings, and it's going to be a, a fun afternoon or fun night tonight at the dish, and uh, you know, Ben Hampton just needs to um, hopefully, I mean, for Texas' sake, hopefully they, they don't have to see Ben Hampton this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe Randy Macy saves him for a Wednesday start uh, in Arlington. Who knows? Uh, I want to ask you about Traxel. Uh, here, here's a guy who uh, leads the Big 12 in innings pitch, 94 and two-thirds. That'll happen when you have – five complete games, which is unheard of in this day and age. Now, I know when we were honoring Kirk Dressendorfer, we mentioned that he had 18 complete games. Did you have that many in uh, in the 84 and 85 era? Did you did you have that many complete games pitching for Coach Gus? Because I knew he'd like to lean on you guys. Yeah, um, I believe I had 15 my <laughs> sophomore year. Um, you know, that's that's what you, you, you're there for is to get out of there. But Traxel, though, he um, – He'll give you three or four different arm angles. They'll go over the top. He'll drop down to the side, just kind of a, a, a loosey-goosey guy out there. And, and I think that saves his arm for the most part throughout the game just by moving arm slots. And he's going to give you innings. He's going he's gonna to try to keep you off balance. And obviously the innings are there and the com- complete games are there. So Texas, Texas has their hands full tonight. But, um, again, both teams are playing for a lot. So it's going to be – it should be a really, really good pitching matchup between Traxel and, and LBJ. Well, and and it brings to a follow-up about Traxel. I've had uh, a couple of different people around the Big 12 broadcasters tell me, they said that Traxel – We'll, we'll mix in a, a variety of arm slots. Your your uh, your friend and, and, and teammate and uh, our broadcast partner Ty Harrington said on his changeup alone he can show you three different uh, angles on that. How difficult does it make it for the hitter knowing that the changeup alone can come from a variety of angles? I mean, that's that makes him a pitcher. I mean, he's not out there trying trying to throw the ball by anyone. He's, he's only going to throw in the mid eighties. So he has to learn to, to finesse it. And he's got a good feel, obviously, at each arm angle and, and for the grip on the changeup. And that is the toughest pitch for hitters to pick up, regardless of what arm angle it's from, especially when you have good arm action and, and, and take a lot of speed off the baseball. So it, it's going to be a test. Um, he's done well all season. Uh, but Texas, Texas is, is – they've been hitting the ball. I mean, they've been in double figures and – Pounding out about 55 runs in the last four games, so it's he's got his work cut out. Traxel does, and, and Texas I think can figure him out. Might take him a couple times through the order, but um, I think they'll be able to figure him out and 
and have a good ball game. Talking college baseball, Longhorn baseball with Greg Swindell, a lifetime Longhorn here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Okay, uh, Zeke, let me let me shift it to uh, the national scene. First of all, for folks who, who didn't know, that now because of what happened last night with Texas Tech losing the late game out on the uh, out on the South Plains at home to Kansas and TCU losing at Kansas State. Um, that, uh, I think, in, imperils both of them, especially TCU, in terms of an at-large bid. Texas State helped itself in that at-large scene. They had to rally, but they won over UL Monroe last night. And the Longhorns now can finish no lower than fifth in the conference. And if they win one more or K-State lose uh, one more, they can finish no lower than fourth. And obviously, they, they still have that outside shot to win the league. But I, I, I want to get your thoughts uh, right now on the, the back. Texas has an RPI of 26 at the moment and uh, went up five slots in the RPI. Three schools last night who have been mentioned as kind of popular choices, depending on your uh, examination uh, of the uh, regional projections, uh, three schools that have been most recently mentioned as regional hosts all lost conference games last night. UConn was one of those teams that lost a conference game. Boston College was one of those teams that lost a conference game last night. And losing those games late in the year, uh, how close a race is this going to be? And folks keep asking, do the Longhorns have a shot at still hosting a regional? My answer has been outside. They're still on the outside looking in. But I guess when other teams are losing like that, it certainly doesn't hurt. I, I think Texas still has, like you said, an outside shot. Um, this is what the, the voters look at late in the season. They look, they look at wins and losses down the stretch. And if, if you lose, it's going to hurt you. And if you win, obviously it's going to help you. And Texas is helping their cause, especially playing a number six team in the nation and, and winning last night in, in that fashion, uh, double figures, one twelve to 2 um, So if they can just – if Texas can continue to win um, – if they sweep West Virginia, that's a plus. I think that'll open the eyes of, of the voters and then also um, have a good week next week. You don't have to win the Big 12 tournament, uh, but last year they ended up making the championship game and end up hosting a regional and finding that out on championship day. So I, I really think if they win ball games, that, that they can. Their resume is there. The RPI keeps getting lower and lower. And if teams uh, that are on the bubble keep losing and you keep winning, I, I see no problem. And you know that the NCAA would love to have a regional here in Austin. You know, the, the other thing, the other team I, I, I didn't mention was Dallas Baptist, who lost at home to Western Kentucky last night. And that's another team that's been mentioned uh, as a possible regional host or projected, at, at least in some of the projections, to do it. And then I look at the RPI, Zeke. Texas Tech is 48, Texas State is 49, and TCU is 50. Safe to say these next two games for all three of those teams are critical? Yeah, it is. I mean, Texas State, uh, they had that big run last year, so you know they're they're chomping at the bits to get back into postseason play. Um, and, and the other two, yeah, I mean, they're, they're teams that, that all season long had been right there in the mix, and now they find themselves on the bubble and, and pretty much must-win games um, right now, even to, to make the tournament. So uh, I, I like Dallas Baptist, the, uh, another team you brought up, Dan Hefner. Um, I think they're just they're obviously uh, one win away from from making it to Omaha. They've been in the super regionals a few times, but they're they're a good ball team. I, I like what what they have there, and it, it, this is this is what makes college baseball great. The parity's there, 
and it comes down to the last regular season games uh, to tell a lot about where you're going to be in your tournaments and possibly where you're going to be beyond that. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't help the Patriots to lose to the team. It's now 155 in the RPI. They were 169 last night. Uh, they moved up 14 spots by winning uh, at DBU. DBU did only drop three spots, though, uh, to 18 on that. Zeke, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, listen, uh, rest up since uh, since it's a grind for these next two, next two ball games. We'll look forward to seeing you out at the ballpark later today. Thanks for joining me. All righty. I had to go down to number 42 on the list, Virginia Beach. I've never been to Virginia Beach. Uh, there, oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. How far down? Okay. Number 42. <laughs> Virginia Beach would be the largest city by population that you've never visited. Okay. Number 42 on the list. Okay. It's a nice place, Virginia Beach. I have been there. I tell you, it's a nice place. Hey, Zeke, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. We'll see you later today at the ballpark. All righty. Thank All right. you. All right. That's Greg Swindell, a Longhorn legend. College Baseball Hall of Famer and, of course, a world champion as well. Um, yeah, it, I, I did find it interesting. Those, those three schools uh, that are listed this week as being regional hosts all suffered defeats last night. Boston College, UConn, and Dallas Baptist. Uh, Dallas Baptist uh, was number 15 in the RPI. They did lose to the number 159 RPI. Uh, team Western Kentucky, so they dry, they fell three spots there. So uh, you know we'll see what happens the rest of the weekend. Certainly the Longhorns can help themselves if they continue to win this week. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition and the week's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn 1049, 1019 AM twelve sixty. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Before we wrap this up, um, just wanted to uh, a, a couple things. I, I told you we'd try to get some softball results for you. You've got the one on Georgetown, right? 2-1 victory last night, so they'll play game two tonight. Somewhere at some time that I cannot seem to find. Uh, I think that's also in Mumford. Okay. Uh, so there. Uh, and... We didn't find the one on Burnett, right? No, nothing from Burnett. So if anyone has any softball scores, please, uh, 512-337-3776 is a Specs text line. But not, not a lot on, on softball, but congrats <laughs> to the uh, the Lady Eagles for getting the game one victory, 2-1. That's a tight game. And trying to come back and advance the next week with a victory here tonight. Speaking of advancing, speaking of advancing, congratulations to Bruce Burke and Texas men's tennis. They resumed the match this morning against South Carolina. They defeated South Carolina, and the Longhorns are going back to the Final Four in men's tennis. Nice. So uh, they'll be there third time in uh, four years with Bruce Burke as the head coach. So uh, well done uh, by uh, uh, Longhorn men's tennis. And, of course, you know, we got so uh, caught up in the – Baseball, we didn't even really get. And we'll have more about it when Jeff comes back on Monday. I, I, none of us were really shocked by Tyrese Hunter's decision to return. Happy from the Longhorn perspective, but nobody really shocked by that. Once he got the feedback that he uh, accrued from the NBA on uh, you know the, the, th- the elements of his game and uh, they wanted to see him improve and, and wasn't invited then to the combine afterwards, he made his decision to come home. So so it's good. It's good that he'll be back. It's good that Dylan DeSue will be back. And with the new additions, yeah, pretty exciting. And then so 
I haven't heard official word on Dylan Mitchell, but I did see the CAA agency post a tweet saying, welcome to the family. Is that is he officially declaring for the draft? I, I did not see anything <laughs> that said officially he was in or out. Uh, the one thing we've learned about Dylan Mitchell, and Jeff Howe put it best, he said you can't read too much into any tweet that he puts out there. But I think it's pretty much expected that okay. he'll be done. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, today's program invite you to stay tuned because coming up will be chad and zay and uh they'll review game two with the lakers falling off the cliff and the uh and the nuggets going up to zip and getting ready for game two on heat celtics tonight as well game one dallas stars out in vegas and crucial game tonight for texas stars Game three, down 2-1 to the Milwaukee Admirals. They played HEB Center. Got to win to force a decisive fifth game as well. Thanks so much to uh, Greg Swindell joining us on the program. From our man behind the glass, Cameron Parker, I'm Craig Way. Jeff Howell will be back with us on Monday. Hope you have a great and safe weekend. The two go hand in hand, right? Start with safe, and then things go from there. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Light the Tower.